Hey guys, and welcome to Awe Stories. I'm your host, Amy Green. On each episode, we share conversations of self-discovery and transformation with people stepping into being heroes of their own lives. I hope you leave feeling inspired and motivated in your own journey of self-discovery and continue to seek and find moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Hey guys, I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. We're speaking today with Christy from Three Planted Seeds. She goes into her entire experience of motherhood, which goes through miscarriage, postpartum anxiety, to how she practices now with her children, integrating essential oils, meditation, and yoga. As always, you can find our show notes on our website at www.abreathoffreshaw.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today and hope you're having a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Christy, for being here with us today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Amy? So good. So good. It's been such a wonderful day of podcasting. I love connecting with people and just thank you again for coming on our show and our episode and for being with us. Would you mind telling us a little bit about the work that you do in this world? Sure, and thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored and grateful to be here to share my my little story. Um, So right now, I'm just recently relocated across the country, so settling in kind of quickly and nicely, which is is good, especially just kind of finally following my heart and our family's heart, so it kind of feels in a nice spot. So we're getting cozy, and right now, I'm going to start, I'm a 200-hour certified yoga instructor, so finding my my little niche of where I'll be able to teach classes. I'm hoping to do some outdoor classes before um, fall and winter come. And I'm an essential oil educator. So I'm currently also going through a 300 hour aromatherapy certification, which I actually started back in 2014. So I'm almost, <laughs> almost complete. Um, and just sharing the message of, you know, connecting um, ourselves with nature is, is just a huge part of my life story and my goals and and has always just been part of my life. So kind of connecting people with nature and through yoga, meditation and aromatherapy. And that's a lot about what you share on Three Planted Seeds, which is your Instagram handle. Yes. I love the messages that you share. That's how I found out about you. And I am so thankful for this connection and look forward to our conversation today excited thank you so much thank you would you mind telling us where you got started and what life looked like before you started your practices sure absolutely it's it's kind of interesting because I you know now that I kind of look back and I'm just kind of reflecting on my my life and especially just you know knowing I was going to be sharing my story here it's just interesting how you know from a little girl I just remember always playing outside being deeply connected to nature so I kind of always had a very deep spiritual connection with the earth and the animals and the insects and it really just was a part of me Um, and then even just movement as far as you know before I even started practicing yoga I was I started gymnastics when I was three years old and actually continued into sophomore year of high school so I always kind of had that really deep mind-body connection um, 
And so just kind of nature in, in that mind-body connection through movement, through physical body was kind of always in me and something I always felt um, comfortable with. And then I actually studied environmental biology in college, kind of, again, following my heart and just not worrying necessarily about my career or what that would look like, but just really what my true interests were. Um, so I studied environmental biology, which focused on botany and zoology. So I kind of got the plant aspect as well as the animal aspect. Um, and then life just got busy. I couldn't find a job actually after I graduated. So I kind of went back to school and got a certification as a veterinary technician. And then that's where I worked for about 10 years. So that actually was my career before I, I had my kids and worked for a holistic veterinarian, which ties in my aromatherapy and kind of energy medicine healing modalities. We, I worked with a vet that used essential oils and acupuncture and Reiki and herbs and Chinese medicine. So it kind of all came together and in, in just as long as you're following your heart, all those interests that you had from a child, you know, can kind of continue showing you the way along the path. It must have taken a lot of listening to yourself as well around what am I going to do? I think especially probably graduating college and not being able to find a job must have been a little stressful, I can imagine. It really was because, you know, you, you know, we always instilled as my parents, which I had wonder, I have wonderful parents that, you know, always just do something that makes you happy. And so, you know, versus a career, it was science and living in Illinois at the time, there wasn't many options. I did work for the EPA for a little bit, sampling water, the quality of water in the lakes and rivers there. But I really did want to work more with animals and particularly wildlife. Um, so that's when I just decided, OK, you know, guess I'm going back to school and I'm going to learn how to be a veterinary technician and then I worked where we were able to um, with a wildlife rehabber so we worked with eagles and hawks and owls and you know just amazing amazing animals that where I was able to help heal which just helped satisfy that need to do my part to take care of the, the greater you know the greater good of nature and mama earth that is so, so but yeah cool. it was a little scary not not being able to find a job and then it was like what's next and and then I just kept following my heart, you know, after I decided to stay home with my kids, um, you know, is where yoga practice really came in. And then I eventually, after some time, followed that, that journey and became a certified yoga instructor. So. so when you became a mother without yoga, initially, what was motherhood like? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Totally different than it is today. That is for sure. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I, you can't, you can't look back and think, oh, what if, you know, but yes, what if I had this practice started way before I even became, you know, the idea of becoming a mother or that calling. But so, yeah, it was definitely different. I, I had a miscarriage before my first child was born and that was, that was pretty stressful. And I w was, working at the time in, in the animal hospital. And this was not for a holistic vet now, this was just for a conventional doctor. And it was stressful. Everyone thinks, oh, animal, you know, puppies and kittens. And it, it's a high stress job behind the scenes, you know. Um, and so he, once I became pregnant, it was kind of, I was a head technician at the time. And so what I was able to do as far as exposed to, you know, radiation and um, surgery and some of the drugs and stuff, I had to kind of step back. and it. it cause some friction. So my job became kind of high stress at the time. And because I had a miscarriage before, I was super just, you know, worried and, and anxious about anything going wrong. And 
So actually, it was my first yoga class when I was seven months pregnant. And I was a teacher. I think, oh my gosh, here's me just walking into a class. You know, no, I've never done yoga before with a, a big old belly. And um, and, and that did, I remember mark, remarkably walking out of that class changed. But it wasn't until after my second child was born that I really started going back to yoga. But that first initial time I went, I remember thinking, wow, wow. <laughs> There's something, something to this. Yes, yeah. yes. That's um, amazing. But be, Yeah, it, it was. It's so funny because I literally remember the parking lot. I remember sitting in my car afterwards, just this complete peaceful, you know, that connection again of, of being back towards myself and all of that anxiety and stress and worry literally dissipated in, in that hour and 15 minutes. What a beautiful gift, especially during pregnancy, because yeah. it right. can be for some, especially when loss has been present before. I know that's part of my story as well. And it was a constant practice of letting go of anxiety, stepping into peace, letting go of anxiety, stepping into peace. And how can I do that? Yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting because my, you know, first, my first child, my second child, you know, of course it's, you know, birth order can come into factor, but, but the difference even in their personality, you know, was was is different and my daughter my second born is is more at ease and she is more just naturally calm where I you know it, it I'm sure it plays a part in you know the state you're in before but then I also can't worry you know I can't beat myself up for that either so I have to let that go and knowing you know I am a different person and in yoga you know once I started doing it after my second daughter was born it terrible I was everything was great she, you know I had a two and a half year old a healthy baby girl we were you know I, I was even thinking wow I could do three kids you know like it was really easy um, my second birth compared to my first and just you know the the grief of a miscarriage versus um, you know after having a second and then all of a sudden, I would say three or four months, I just got slammed with this crazy bout of anxiety. And it was the scariest time in my life. I still am finally able to even talk about it with people because it's it was so different from my normal self. I was always connected to nature, always had that mind-body connection as I spoke of earlier. I always saw life as, you know, glass half full and people looked at me like, what is going on? And I'm like, I have no idea. And I was going to doctors and going to holistic practitioners and people were doing, you know, energy medicine and all these things are, were offering me medications. And it was just the scariest time of my life. And I finally, you know, that little inner voice was just saying, it's going to be okay, but you need to, you know, you need to take care of yourself. And that's when I, you know, went back finally to that yoga practice and I started meditating and I started again using aromatherapy daily and it wasn't instant but it definitely every day was was easier and a little bit easier and then um you know that that inner calling to oh my gosh if my kids ever were in a scary place like this or that dark time in their life oh my gosh it is my job right now to instill these tools from from the get-go whether they choose to use them you know at some point later in life when they're older but just to have that foundation in that base of them seeing me practice yoga, of them seeing me sitting in my quiet time to meditate, of them seeing me with my, you know, essential oil rituals. That to me be kind of became my mission because of, of that whirlwind, just dark place I was in for, for quite some time. Yeah. So I'm assuming it was like some postpartum anxiety. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was. And 
you know, a lot of it had to do with, you know, I think some vitamin deficiencies. I breastfed exclusively for a year and I, I had some, you know, I think I had some previous thyroid issues going on long time before that. So I, I you know, but all these doctors were giving me different, you know, things that they could be. And it just, I was trying to pull those puzzle pieces together. And then I finally just had to, you know, listen to my voice versus anyone else's and, and kind of find out what, what worked for me. And so it was, it was everything together. It was yoga, it was meditation, it was breathing. Oh, pranayama was, you know, a lifesaver in those, those very anxious moments. And I even remember specifically the yoga pose, um, that I completely related to in a time of just complete anxiety. I was having heart palpitations. I just couldn't take a deep breath. I think at that point I had a three-year-old and my daughter might have been, you know, one little bit older. And, and it's exactly how I felt when I would be in triangle pose or trikonasana. I literally felt that tightness in my chest until you get that comfort where you kind of adjust and realign and are able to find ease in that pose, which was one of mine that just didn't come naturally to me. And it literally kind of flashed in my head of this was this is how you felt in that yoga pose. Now, what do you do on the mat to adjust, to step back, to kind of you know, even close your eyes and, and find out where in the body am I feeling this tightness or um, uncomfortableness. And so it literally was in that moment of being around my kids and it was just an anxious moment for me. And I, I did what I would have done on my mat and I, and I adjusted and I stepped back and I was able to focus on my breath. And it was literally that pose is just now one of my favorite because it's what took my yoga practice from my mat when I could get there, you know, um, to my life. It literally was. It was. It was that transition from just a practice when I can get out of the house to this is my new lifestyle. And so you're practicing all this in front of your kids and stepping into your body in new ways and experiencing and living with your body in different ways, which is absolutely transformative and modeling mm -hmm. to them like exactly what you would hope that they would be able to try to do come these moments in their own lives. What a gift. Yes, yes. So that's the beauty in it. You know, I, I kind of kept my, that, the, that period of time when I felt anxious. I mean, my parents were worried. My husband was looking at me like, what is going on? And I, I, I didn't know because it was so not like me, you know. But, and it was as scary as it was. I mean, it literally, you know, was that moment of th this is making me the real me, the better me, using all these things I've already kind of had in me um, but, but realizing that, you know, it is a practice just because, you know, I might have always been just a little bit, can see the, see the good in all people or, you know, look into nature for its wisdom and all that. Like I, it's still a practice, you know, I still have to show up every day and choose that. Um, and sometimes life, whatever it is, whether it is, you know, more of a physical issue or just life stress or, becoming, you know, something in your life, whether it's a wife or a mother or a partner, or, you know, a, a new, a new entity that you are becoming a different journey. It's, it is, you have to use these tools and you can, and they're there for you to, to be whole in all aspects of your life is what's kind of, you know, and I want that to instill that in my kids. And now I'm, I'm, you know, far from it where I can look back on that time and, and be grateful for it and know that I was listening to my voice and it did take some time, but I overcame it. And I'm, you know, I'm, it's like that saying, you know, before enlightenment 
chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah. Like you still have to do do the work and life still comes at you. But what a blessing these tools are we can have for ourselves. Yes, and then have our kids watch us use them and then be able to even share them with one person, you know, whether it's a friend or a student if you're a teacher or you know, a post on Instagram that you might not even know affects someone, just to be able to take your story and your experience and your healing and heal yourself, but then also heal the world. You know, it's just, I think it's kind of a calling that has to be answered if you feel it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And so when you had those moments of panic and fear and anxiety and overwhelm, how would you use the yoga to ground back in? Uh, Tadasana even, you know, even if I was in the middle of something, I would just, just that self-awareness, that, that moment, just like in meditation when you're sitting there and, you know, you're meditating and you're all of a sudden realizing your mind's wandering, which is normal. And then you realize, okay, my mind's wandering. I'm bringing it back either to my breath. We studied, I, I learned um, meditation on my yoga teacher training um, through the um, Chopra Center. So we actually got our primordial sound mantra which is a really that's neat so experience. That's so cool. Yeah, so that's that's typically what I like to me, um, meditate with. But before that, when I before teacher training, I did do you know guided meditations or just even listening to my breath. So I would just use that same practice that it was either on my cushion or my mat and recognize. I mean, the key to anything is just awareness. So once we become aware of my shallow breathing or I'm feeling uncomfortable in this situation or, you know, I'm noticing I'm not taking a full breath or my mind is, is twirling into, you know, these stories or this anxiety in my head, I just became aware. And once you become aware and then you adjust your breath, your physical body, release some tension in the shoulders. No one, you know, you could do this at the grocery store line. I used to tell my yoga students that stand in, you know, Tadasana while you're standing in line, feel your feet on the ground, you know, find your foundation, lift up through the chest, open your heart, relax the shoulders, release tension in the mouth, you know, ease around your eyes. It could just be that, you know, bringing that practice into any moment, but it's awareness. And then what we learn on our mat and what we learn in, in our moments of quiet and stillness, then bringing those, those in, whether it's, you know, some days, some people feel anxious all day long and, you know, you can do alternate nostril breathing while you're driving, you know, you can take two minutes to sit there and, and practice, um, you know, a meditation or a mantra or, you know, just look into nature for a moment and just allow yourself to, to become present. I love the stepping into nature and becoming present because how often do we just rush out of our house to get into the car to go to do the next thing and, you know, pause to see the bush blooming or yes. the bird that is chirping on the wire or whatever it might be, right? Uh, but pausing to just be with it for a moment and letting that yeah. just soak and like overwhelm your body with mm -hmm. the beauty of it. Yeah, you can't be worrying when you're watching like little ants in a line carrying a small piece of food. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's like wow, that's amazing. Or even just sitting, staring out your window and watching you know the rain drops drip down the the window. It's like you know, whether or not you, you know, you have a sacred space set up or, you know, you, it's nice to have a meditation corner and even, you know, a fun, nice, cozy cushion, but, you know, stepping out into nature or just 
observing and seeing, you know, and allowing, you know, our kids will do that. I notice lots of times, you know, we're rushing and, you know, those are the ones where they're like, mom, mom, look at this. Or, yeah, they're the ones basically teaching you and leading you like that. It's okay, you know, and, and what is your child looking at? Oh, they're looking at, you know, a roly-poly and they want to pick it up and touch it. It's like allow them as well to to slow you down, you know? Yes, and to just and like experience you. everything around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah, and that's what healed me too. I mean, I went back to okay, what was always, what always did I feel completely connected with and completely, you know, as a, a young kid, I did. I felt this huge spiritual connection. I, um, I always just felt super in tune with nature and kind of more, I don't want to say philosophical, but that spiritual connection and that and those deeper thoughts that come up. And I, you know, as I got older and then went, you know into junior high, high school, it was looking around like a lot of people, uh, kids, you know, they don't have that. They don't not talking about spirits and higher power. And so I kind of just pushed that down and, you know, kind of jumped in to go along just to fit in. And once I kind of went into that anxious part of my life, I had to go back to what, what made me feel at, at home, at peace, at one. And it was nature. It always has been. So to just, yeah, I mean, don't watch TV, go outside and, and you can just close your eyes and listen to the birds or, you know, just heal, heal. It's just all the, all the healing wisdom is in there. It's in the plants, you know, whether we use that to nourish our bodies with food, essential oils for our mind and body, the wisdom and spiritual gifts that we get those messages from, you know, the butterfly that lands right in front of us. I mean, it's, it's all right there. We just have to like you said, be present to it and not rush through life, through our day. I remember going to this, um, we have this really awesome tea place in town. Um, High Garden is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And they do this monthly plant kind of education thing. And mm-hmm. they talked about, man, I'm going to forget the name of this plant right now, but they talked about this plant. It's like the red plant that is outside that like if you touch, it makes your skin itch and it has oils on it that like... um, Is it sumac? Sumac, yep. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, (laughs) Mom brain at its best. (laughs) Yeah, but sumac and how like, you know, we've been taught that this is like a poisonous plant, but that there has, it has so many opportunities to heal us when used in the right ways and how sumac is actually like a tightening astringent property and, um, you know, can heal you from the inside out when used in, in correct ways. And even how other plants, when you look at them, I'm fascinated. I went to the botanical gardens this weekend and I love it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with flowers. And so there's this plant that looks like brains, you know, and you think about how the nature like around us is literally giving us things that look like the parts of our bodies. Um, and you wonder like why and how and how can it be used for our good and that we are literally surrounded with education, information, all the things that we need if we just attune to them. Yeah, yeah. Even like walnuts, they're, you know, when you open a walnut, that's the shape of the brain. It's the, you know, fatty acids in that nut that are actually good for your brain health. And, you know, some of they even say like tomatoes, the red, red vegetables and foods are good for your heart and your blood. And it's just beets and, you know, it is, it's amazing. But if we don't, I don't even know. I, I think 
you know, I'm grateful I was allowed to just go play outside and come home for dinner. You know, we just literally were in the woods all the time, learning and playing and picking flowers and investigating the smells and the textures. And I just think it's super important. It's definitely part of my mission is to reignite that in adults for sure, but allow children to have that connection because it's being lost every single day, you know, with electronics and busy schedules and and then you know there's people that just I don't know it's I want everyone to know how to heal themselves because it you know life is life and even if we know these things things happen and we do go through periods whether it's physical illness emotional distress you know and to know that there there's so much right outside our door that it's it's there for us and so not be afraid of it but to continue to learn from it is just go explore, you know, and, and see how you feel afterwards. Yeah. And at this point, Christy, what does like a daily practice look like for you? For me, and honestly, I haven't been to a studio as far as yoga classes. I've, I've just moved and I found a few studios. So my, my practice right now is just a personal practice at home. Um, a lot of times often I just do my, my own thing, you know, depending on how my body is, whether it's more, um, restorative or a little bit more my yoga teacher training we were studying uh, Ayurveda was a big part it was a 12-month training and every day it was highly um, with chakras in in Ayurveda so we actually learned how to sequence based on doshas based on season so for me I'm super in tune obviously with nature and then what season it is so my postures will um, help support any you know, dosha imbalance, which is nice. So I kind of just go off of what I need at the moment, typically about a half hour, you know, maybe an hour tops if on the weekends when my husband's home with the kids. <laughs> um, so they're really good. Like, okay, close the door. Let's just let mom do her thing. Um, meditate in the mornings. Most mornings, I would say sometimes I, you know, I don't get on it, but if I don't do it in the morning, I do I do enjoy, which I never did before, but I'm enjoying a nighttime meditation. Yeah. I, I just really am finding, I don't know, I'm, I'm learning more about, because I'm such an earth girl with plants and flowers and even, you know, super connected with birds, but now I'm kind of going above that. So I'm kind of getting into the whole moon and stars thing. Um, so I don't know, it's kind of reflecting in my meditation practice maybe. But yeah, night, nice nighttime when it's dark and the house is quiet and right before bed. I don't watch TV, so it's kind of nice to read a little book, a few books, and then I sit on my meditation cushion. Um, use essential oils daily. I can't even tell you how many times. And, and it's all a lot, you know, some for physical stuff, but more for emotional stuff. Do I need grounding? I'll, I'll grab some tree oils or I incorporate that into my yoga practice or, or my meditation practice. Um, breath work I do every day and, and practicing just that awareness, like, oh, how am I feeling today? Oh, I'm starting to feel this or that and I just I'm becoming more aware of it so it's just you know I mean once you're awake you, know, you can't really go back to sleep and so sometimes it's exhausting because you're like oh can I just have a day off from these practices but you can't and you shouldn't you know it is it becomes your life and it becomes what makes you the best you and and so yeah but I do I love to get on my mat and I do if I don't practice my own just what I'm feeling I, I love to do um, yoga glow. I have a subscription to that. So I'll either put on my dear friend's teacher, Elena Brower's classes or Rod Stryker. I'm starting to dabble in a little Kundalini. Um, so I'm following Kia Miller 
love. Yeah. Yes. Kind of that's what it looks like. So from the postpartum anxiety experience to where you are now, how would you describe life at this point? Ah, so good. (laughs) It's so good because even when it's not even days, you know, I don't have any of those symptoms anymore. But still, you know, I'm a mom of two. My husband works full time. We homeschool the kids too. So I'm trying to find moments of my own time, me time. So, you know, life, I'm still human. Um, but it's just beautiful. I have no fear of what if, what if that happened again? Cause after a while, after I felt better and I kind of go, oh, okay, I'm back in my body. Like I'm back. My appetite is back. My heart palpitations are back, you know, are gone. And I feel again, like myself. Um, and even now, you know, way better than before. Um, you know, it's just good. I, I just know I have that voice that, that, that light inside that will I have control of how big I want to keep fanning it, you know, and I no longer fear of, you know, outside influences or whatever anything happens, um, kind of separating myself from my inner self again. I just, these practices are me now and I, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for my kids now, you know, they use essential oils. They actually wrote me a little list of the ones that they want to reorder for themselves. It cracks me up. So I got a little shopping list for them. Yeah. And they meditate and I've never forced it. You know, I definitely, my son's now 10 and my daughter's eight. And so they've, you know, they've seen pretty much me doing it all the time and, and they'll do it. And my daughter actually taught her friends two different yoga classes before we moved back in Illinois along a river. So she invited six friends and she at the time was seven and she was leading a class and it was just like, so don't force it. They just, you know, they just see it and, and they know that, and I'm sure they we're super connected and, and they know um, that these practices have made me a better being, but a better mom, you know, so they're starting to, to take on the journey as well. That's so beautiful. What a gift you're giving them. And Christy, anybody who's struggling with anxiety, you know, those sensations that come in our bodies can be so overwhelming and can be, I mean, they just take you down, you know, Um, and the dark space then that can become what you live in and what you experienced and described, I think uh, is, is something that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. And so when you stepped into yoga and you started to be with those sensations, how did you start to feel safe with them? Hmm, that's a really good question. I guess safer knowing that it, those feelings and sensations were coming from outside and weren't necessarily, even though it f- obviously physically I felt that anxiety, the shortness of breath, and I, you know, I it, once I started these practices and, and really um, bringing in all these different modalities, it really was noticing that those weren't me you know, if that makes sense. Like, yes, I was feeling a little heart, my heart racing, but I had my inner power to then control that situation versus letting those outside, you know, all the stress and worries and, you know, all that stuff that life can throw on us um, come in. I more than was super motivated and determined to get to my most inner self, that self that I knew is there all along that was screaming to be listened to basically, you know, do this, don't do that, go to bed, stop eating that, you know, stop listening to that voice. 
um, grew stronger. And so then it really became that inner strength. People talk about that, and it's that reconnection with your inner self, which is your inner strength. And from there, I wasn't trying to heal from the outside. I was healing from the inside out. Yeah. And then I just felt that deep connection and quieting then of slow, you know, I was able to slow my heart rate down by breathing. You know, I was able to control my thoughts by taking time to meditate, by walking, you know, into the trees and into the woods. I was able to um, listen to my body as what did it need to eat and what did I need to avoid. And so it was more of that realizing that healing and that power truly does come from within. And then I, I just had that connection. I can almost visualize my, you know, my heart and all that space around it becoming so strong and then just being able to kind of slowly through time kind of push out all that stuff that was just stuck. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes total <laughs> sense, yes. And then, you know, I think that the other thing that I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to is um, is that early struggle, right? Postpartum depression, anxiety affects one in seven moms. So it's not uncommon um, as a early motherhood experience. And so how did you, and I'm not sure if I'm going to word this right, Christy, so uh, bear with me here, but Mm -hmm. I hear from a lot of moms that I work with and counseling around this that, you know, they get really, they really struggle with feeling like it's robbing them of that time with their kids. Yes. So how did you become present um, with your kids and, and allow it to not rob you of that, right? Mm-hmm. It was so interesting because, you know, from the outside, you know, from the inside, I felt like I, and I'm sure others can relate to this if they've ever gone through this, I literally felt like I was screaming for help. You know, like, I don't feel good. I just, this, this is so not, it was such a different experience. I, and I really, I truthfully, and and this was my own experience. I know a lot of it probably was the miscarriage before that was a, that was in itself a, a time where I was grieving and super sad and just, you know, trying to heal from that while trying to, you know, hopefully get pregnant again. And then I had a baby and it was, that was a lot, that's a lot of energetic shifts. That's a lot of emotional, um, stuff and then especially first time mom where everyone's telling you how to be a mom and what to do and what to feed and you know and you're trying to find your own motherly voice of what you feel comfortable and it's a lot it's a it's a big and some people seem like they you know just transition super easy into it and I never felt that way and I was okay with that but then yeah when the anxiety was coming on and that you're aware of you you don't want this to last long because your kids are you know only little little for a very short time But it became the point where obviously you have to heal to even be present. If I didn't allow myself that healing time and into just, you know, thankfully my husband, you know, was right there with me and and allowed me that space and that time. Um, And the others who I felt like I was screaming to and I was almost like, how do you not notice I'm struggling? You know, it was just this weird, uh, it was like behind you felt like you're behind a glass and you're just kind of like, people are looking at you, but they have no clue what's going on, but you feel like you're, not having it together. It was just a weird, I don't know if I'm describing that right either. Yeah. But, um, and then I just had to say, I ha- you have to get better. It was that inner voice of like, you, this could go on for a really long time. So you, you have to stop and stop worrying about what you're losing. And I just had to commit to self-care and self-healing, knowing that 
I have the rest of my life with these kids and to be the best mom I could be, I have to take control of my, you know, of my time and how I'm using it and who I'm surrounding myself with and how I'm taking care of myself. And, um, and I still, I had, you know, I still, it took, it was a little while after I was actually physically better, emotionally better. I did have just a lot of grief around that period, you know, lost it like a year, I would say of from start to finish of that. But, you know, it's been a while now and it's like, I see my relationship with my kids and they're beautiful and our relationship is beautiful and I wouldn't change a thing. And I know that I'm such a better mom because of all of that. So as much as it robbed me from, you know, uh, you know, all that time, it's like it gifted me just such a better and more beautiful relationship because I'm healed and I can teach them you know, these practices and I'm a, I'm a totally different, but yet I'm the person I've always been, you know, it's like, I feel like, yes, I went through that, but I'm back to that person that I always knew I was as a kid. So I feel just like I'm in myself now and I can be the best mom to them because of that. Yes. And in spite of it and all that you've gone through has brought you back to yourself, which is such a beautiful way to look at it because right? So often it is seen as something's being taken away from me here. And I love how you were able to shift that into being something meaningful for you, but also like that is the best thing you could do so that you could be the Mm -hmm. best mom you can be. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. such an important shift in perspective to even just help to make it something positive out of something that could be really dark. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the whole, you know, non-attachment. Like, I can't attach myself to that period anymore. If I kept attaching myself and replaying, you know, the, the sankopa of that time or those, da- you know, the guilt, and that's a whole nother um, dark time that I would be creating because of that time. Yeah. You know, I can't create another period of time of reflection and, and regretting and that guilt that you feel. Of course, I wish I know, you know, of course, you know, if I could have practiced all these practices before I became a mom, maybe I would never have gone through that. Maybe I wouldn't have had those physical and emotional symptoms of, of that period, but that's, that's a waste of time again. So mm-hmm. I had, I had to just literally say enough, enough. Yes. I went through that, but enough, like you're here, you're well, you're actually better. You have two healthy children, you know, um, you have these practices now that, that keep you, connected to yourself every single day that I will never disconnect from again. Um, and so I can't, I can't keep running that through that story through my head. Cause I did that for a while after I, like I said, it was physically healed. I, then I kept going back to that story and it was like, okay, I'm attaching to this. I have to, I have to sever that. It's not me anymore. That is not serving. That is not part of these practices. So I, again, almost had to, you know, take charge again and say okay done I, and we're happy we're all well we're, we're good yeah Embrace like the constant practice of just mm-hmm. returning to your practices of letting go and accepting mm-hmm. and being in this moment at this time yeah yeah mm-hmm. what teachers have influenced you the most Elena Brower <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I would say I mean I've had you know and I was actually more just self-taught like before I even went to yoga teacher training I you know it's more just doing it at home um, because I was mostly home with my kids and um, so I didn't really have a besides you know our yoga teacher training 
Um, I signed up for that before really not even practicing at that studio. I was just drawn to the Ayurveda and the intention and the chakra energy part of the yoga teacher training, Hatha Yoga. Um, but I have followed Elena Brower, you know, her books and her deck card and her classes on Yoga Glow and, and then just a lot of her topics and just what she shares. And she's, you know, she's a mom. She's, she's human and she's super... Um, transparent with her struggles and her journey and how she also incorporates her yoga practice and um, all that into her life and it was just it's nice to to practice with someone and and look you know that is also gone through struggles and and it was just her honesty and transparency was just um, I, I will always be grateful for that because I felt like I can be a yoga teacher and also have gone through what I've gone through or have human. bad days where, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yes. and then, so it was okay. I didn't have to all of a sudden be a yoga teacher or, you know, try to educate others on healing and not have, and, and had to keep my story silent or my experiences silent. That's the whole point is allowing, you know, that and how these practices help you. So I love what you're doing and your mission with this. Uh, Thanks, is, is to show that, yeah, it's it's part of it. It's not, you know, it's not separate. So she would be probably definitely my biggest influence. Yeah. And then if our listeners began practices today and were interested in starting some practices, where would you recommend they start? And especially around some of the practices that you shared, so the essential oils or meditation or the yoga practices, what are some resources? Uh, yoga glow is great I, I really do love that and you do buy the subscription but um or even you know go to your local studio and and i always recommend even if people come to my classes you know take everyone's class at the studio experience all different styles of yoga because you know especially um you know some people are pretty set on a certain way you know only vinyasa or only hot yoga or only resort it's like every day is different you know so i love to what do I need today? What is my body feeling today? Do I need a more vigorous practice or do I actually need to, to restore and maybe go to a yin class? Is it hot outside? Am I already kind of agitated and feeling a little pitta, you know, a little <laughs> fire element? Maybe I shouldn't go to a hot yoga Girlfriend, class. have you I been should... in Nashville this last week? Because it has been filled hot. with pitta. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. And it's interesting, right? You see people driving. I mean, oh. it's just... Yeah, it affects everyone. So I say, you know, wake up in the morning and maybe before you even put your feet on the floor, just take a breath, close your eyes. Notice how I always just say, check into all your layers. Just lay there even maybe and just kind of feel, you know, your body. What are you feeling like? Are you feeling energized from the get-go or a little tired? You know, are you, is your head already kind of in that anxious to-do list or is it kind of like, okay, in a in more chill mode? You know, how is your breath? Are you Are you able to fully take a breath? And determine that day, you know, and your practice is going to look different if you practice in the morning versus nighttime. We're changing throughout the whole entire day. So to always go to the same class every single day, you know, some people just do that. But I think it is important to say, what do I need? And maybe I don't even need a yoga class. Maybe I just need a little bit more time on med meditation. Or maybe I need to, you know, make sure I get some breathing practice in. So, I mean, there's so many different um Sources. Yoga Glow is a great one. I, I just think the teachers, um, Yoga International is a really nice website too. Um, even just looking up different pranayama or breathing techniques. 
find one that works for you based on if you need to energize the physical or mental layer or calm it. You know, reaching out to someone that is experienced with essential oils and, and those are a beautiful gift. Those are right there at your fingertips. You can what you know use for your emotions, for physical, for you know whatever it is that you need so each day is a different day and, and throughout your day is different this way you know stand in the store in Tadasana if you need to ground and feel calm or you know do some uh, breath of fire if you need to invigorate and, and awaken yourself so it's it's literally um, finding what works for you though especially as far as the yoga practice I would definitely take all different kinds all different styles um, even if you've been practicing for a while, because you might find, you know, right now I'm just starting to dabble in kundalini, and I never thought I would have ever kind of even gone in that direction. So it changes as, with your life as well. So kind of get as many tools and modalities as you can. Thank you for all those recommendations, Christy. Yeah. We've loved having you on our episode today. If our listeners wanted to connect with you or find out more, where should they go? Right now, I actually, I'm working on a website, so I don't have one, unfortunately, up and ready, but definitely I'm on Instagram, at 3plantedseeds, and then my email is 3plantedseeds at gmail.com, and that's 3, T-H-R-E-E, and I also have a Facebook page, 3plantedseeds. Thank you so much for tuning in today for this episode of Oz Stories. Please feel free to like, comment, share, and give us feedback about what topics you would like to hear more of. As always, you can find the show notes and resources from this episode and more at our webpage, www.abreathoffreshawe.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Breath of Fresh Awe. We hope you are leaving feeling more motivated and inspired in your journey of self-discovery and create more moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Tune in next week for our next episode.